We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP from the Knicks Fan TV here. And this episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They work with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, I'm always in the market for supplements that are both clean and give you a good performance. And what I like about Ladder is I'll take a pre-workout shake. And it'll give you like a nice energy going into it. You get your workouts in, but it doesn't give you that hangover effect like a lot of the other supplements do. And then after my workout, I'll take a whey protein shake, either like vanilla or chocolate. And what I like about the protein shakes are they don't give you that aftertaste that a lot of the other shakes do. So you can actually mix it with water or I typically mix it with like a smoothie, a berry smoothie or a green smoothie. And it goes down right. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock the best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use this code better every day for 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's better every day for 30% off at ladder.sport. Peace. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Go starting the stream up. Salute to Knicks Nation. Happy Sunday night, Knicks, to everybody out there. Another edition of the quarantine stream. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JLs from Nick of Time Show. Today's episode, JLs, we're gonna recap this week's Knicks news. Talk a little bit about Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, a little update on the NBA, and we're gonna talk about the last dance, the Chicago Bulls MJ documentary set to debut tonight. And uh, how do we view it? How do we view it as, as Knicks fans? How do we view the last dance? So, uh, salute to Knicks Nation out there. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button as well. All right, Tails, let's get into it. League updates. Not not much so far. Obviously, with everything going on with the coronavirus, I, I think 
uh, the, the sports leagues on the whole are just waiting to hear back as far as um, the leadership in this country, um, what decisions are going to be made on the state level, at the federal level, in terms of um, combating this virus. Uh, what we do know right now is that the general consensus is that there's not enough testing. People are looking for widespread yep. testing of the general population to really determine um, how impacted we are as a country right now at this stage who has it, who doesn't have it, and who could be impacted. I think until we get to that point, uh, it, it's going to be hard to really resume sports. So what you're hearing from a from an option standpoint is isolating all the players and teams and potentially an off-site like a Vegas yeah. and running the games without fans. And mm-hmm. um, Los Angeles mayor has already come out and said there's going to be no sporting events with fans until at least 2021. The mayor of New Orleans has come out and they've canceled Jazz Festival. They've canceled Essence Festival. You know, Mm. some of the major, major events, two of the major events in this country. Uh, And so you got to think that uh, games with fans, bro, whether they resume this year or not, it's going to be a while, man. Yeah, man, it's going to be a while. And I mean, I'd rather have something than nothing. So if they can pull it out, they can pull it off. But I, I know the biggest concern, like you said, is with the testing. Um, I guess it would look suspicious to the country if all every NBA player ever got tested before anybody else's symptoms are not. That's another thing. There's going to be politics with that. You know, exactly. uh, <laughs> do they declare sports a essential business as they've been doing? Um, in order to get all these athletes and, and you know, not just the athletes, the trainers, the staff, you right. know, all the supporting cast, getting them prioritized before you get the general public prioritized. That could be an issue, too. Yeah, that's a sticky situation if you're considering, like, what's going on with the country and uh, and who deciding that athletes and, and NBA players are more important than regular people, once again, might make this thing a little bit difficult, so... Um, yeah, like you said, it's all, it's all really going to be up to the country and the government to see how this thing gets going. And that worries me a little bit, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Because they're saying they don't anticipate having events with fans until they actually have a vaccine out for this. The vaccine could take anywhere between a year to six, depending on um, how successful they are at, at, at producing it. So. I don't know, man. It could be a while before we see uh, things get back to normal. I don't think they're going to resume this season, man. I don't I don't think they're going to do that uh, isolation quarantine thing in Vegas or something like that just to try to finish the season. I don't see them doing that, bro. I don't think so either. I think it's a pipe dream at this point. I'm, 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 I'm preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. Yeah. I don't care if there's fans or not at this point. Just seeing some like live action basketball trying to trying to get like a, a finish on what happened would be amazing because you know playoffs was supposed to start with today yeah so it would be nice it would have been nice but it is it is what it is we just kind of hope at this point that um science saves sports for 2020 <laughs> that's it man that's <laughs> it and while we still got sports we still got nicks to talk about a couple light feathered news that came across the wires this week one was berman's been on his uh, on his game man berman's been oh, working yeah. berman has stepped up man while everybody on the beat's been you know sleeping berman's berman's putting in work i mean you know begley's doing his thing obviously he mm-hmm. also works for a major network as well but berman's been been working and and one of his articles this week talked about 
Kevin Knox and Leon Rose's um, question marks as it pertains to, to Knox. Obviously, with the season being cut short with about 20 games left, Rose did not get a chance to really, really evaluate his roster and, and Knox being one of them. You know, obviously this year was a down year for Knox. He's down a six, he was down to six points, two rebounds. Obviously, yeah. the minutes were down as well. As you, expected. Yeah, mm-hmm. as expected. As expected, the minutes were down as well. So the future with Knox could be murky at best because by this offseason, they'll have to decide whether or not they're going to pick up his, his hit the final year of his rookie option or will they let him go into free agency after the next season? Whew. Is a lot. There's a lot for Knox to prove. I know you said this earlier, like, like his camp is pissed that he didn't get more playing time when Leon Rose first came over here. I think Leon was a little scared of rocking the boat. He mm-hmm. kind of wanted to assess the situation beforehand, before he's made like some kind of uh, uh, absolute judgment and can say, "Hey, just play all the young guys." I don't know if that, I don't know if he was just trying to get a look of Mike Miller f- full time as well, because he ordered Mike Miller just to play people that you think would win. And that definitely hurt Knox. Um, at the end of the day, Knox's kid is still 20. Um, I am Jay Ellis. Everybody knows Jay Ellis has been hard on Knox. Um, hey, everybody. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, take a look at the chat. The, the chat has been going at it before we even got on here about Knox. So opinions are definitely polarizing, no doubt about yeah. it. Somebody said, Jay, I'm, I'm looking at your comments. It says Jay Ellis over Knox. <laughs> over Look Knox. I saw that. And... I saw that. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm that good. I'm yeah. going to say Knox is going to beat yeah. me. You see, he is six seven, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think look when what concerned you about this year? Obviously, the minutes were down. The overall production was down. Yeah. Um, the three point shooting numbers were down. I think he was shooting around thirty four percent from three last year in about five attempts, which was pretty decent. Um, you know, this year this year was down. This year, it, it was way down, you know. Obviously, being in lineups with Portis, being in lineups with Randall, with Morris in the beginning of the season didn't bode well for him. You, you had a lot of ball-dominant guys that he was out there playing with, and obviously, as a guy like himself who, who hasn't really shown the propensity to be assertive, yeah. uh, it definitely impacted his game. It definitely did impact his game. The only thing you can say about his game this year was towards the end of the year, his defense did get a little bit better. Uh, you notice his passing got a little better in the beginning of the season, but um, everything else kind of fell off a cliff. Um, at the end of the day, the kid just needs more minutes. Yeah. Um, and we really, I, I really wish that there wasn't this stigma on the G League because if, if there was any year for Knox to get some rhythm and go into G League, this would be the year for him. Um, with all yeah. all the competition, you heard Spen- You heard Spencer. Spencer came on with us, said he thought Knox should have been sent to the G League. You yeah. know, um, again, that's just one opinion, but I I agree with you. I agree with you because I feel like he needed the minutes, and as you said, his camp was was tight that he wasn't getting the minutes that they felt he should have gotten. As you said um, later on this season, you you liked how you know his passing ability was um, definitely on display, and and the stat that I had from last show. Um, from Mike Vorkanoff, Knox as a pick and roll ball handler last season, 224 possessions. The average 0.88 points per possession that was good for the 64th percentile in the league. This season, 86. You went from 224 to 86 
And this season, he's down a point six four points per possession in the 18th percentile. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things I really wanted to see more of from him. Even when I watched him in the summer league two years ago, when he first came on the scene, was, you know, getting the rebound, jumping on the break, and really establishing himself as a playmaker. Yes, yeah. at times, you kind of saw him... Um, with that, you know, that deer in the headlights where he would just go coast to coast, no adjustment on his finishes. Mm-hmm. But I think they they really missed the opportunity this year to really get him um, in the pick and roll and, and get him out there as, as a playmaker. And how could you, though? Because like, I, I don't even I don't really blame Knox for that. You know, mm. like, look at what we had there. We, we had Marcus Morris for half the season who demanded the ball. Julius Randle demanded the ball. Like there was no real opportunities for um for not to be a pick and roll guy from the wing like i don't they're like yeah i still i it, i don't really blame Knox for that his role was significantly diminished because of the best that was on his team right now yeah so it's just it's just kind of the game you play the games you play when you're trying to balance winning and development at the same time um some it, you things like that happen they, these things happen these things happen. Um, let's go to JJ from the A. He wants to weigh in on this um, Knox topic. JJ, how you feeling, man? What's good, CP? What's up, JLS? What's going on? How you feeling, bro? Good, man. Good, man. Um, I really just want to um, talk about Knox. Um, basically, I feel like Knox, uh, he's like a... Um, it was confidence with Knox this season, and with the Knicks bringing in uh, more, it was just too much. I really felt like they should have just allowed Knox to develop and uh, make some errors, but they brought in too many scores. Yeah. And it really kind of brought his confidence down. And um, I want to ask you guys a quick question, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Denny and Obi are still on the board, who are you guys going for? At what number? Six. Man. I was more right, of I'm going to tell y'all, I will go with Denny over Obi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll come. Go ahead. Go ahead with your reason. Go ahead. Honestly, um, I just, I've, I've been watching a little bit of film. I haven't been doing too much film, but I've been watching him. And honestly, this kid, he's a big, he's like a, to me, he kind of reminds me of a little bit of a Ben Simmons. Okay. Okay. As far yeah. as All right. I'm, I'm going to cut you off because your, your connection was kind of um, muffled. Um, JLs, where, where would you go with it? Um, Before that, I was leaning towards Obi. Um, I might go Den. I might be swayed to go Den because of the potential of more complete game and the the lack of lateral movement there is with Obi. Um, I'm still thinking. I'm right now. I might go Denny by a hair right now. Yeah. But, um, only because only because of Spencer really. <laughs> right. 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 Only because of Spencer really. Because before, um, I, I liked the versatility of Obi, and it seemed like it seemed like uh, the three point shooting was there, the passing was there, but all that seems to be there with Denny as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if, he, if he's if it, if those catch and shoot numbers is as high as he said they were, and he's a complete player, then I'm like, all right, cool. Well, maybe it won't be a wash first year of developing for just just, just him trying to find his shot. You know, what right? I 
I, I think if all things are considered, uh, unless you're really looking at Obi Toppin as like some sort of generational athlete, I would go with Denny. Um, just having a more well-rounded arsenal to his game, a higher IQ, uh, somebody that can really move the ball, an extra facilitator out there that can get his guys involved. You know, if we already, I don't know what they're going to do with Randall. I'm not so sure that they're going to be so quick to trade Randall. One, because I don't know what his market looks like. And two, I don't think they're just going to give him away for nothing. I still think mm-hmm. that they will try to continue to play with him and and have him as part of the development, quote-unquote. So I don't think they're just going to be so quick to get rid of Randall. And so for that reason, I'm not so sure that they would even pick Obi. Right. So I, I would I would go with Denny. Uh, so, you know, I saw people saying, um, you know, he's next Sezonia and stuff. I can't tell you what he's going to be next Sezonia, next what. I'm just talking about what we need right now and what we already have. Yes, Obi's three-point um, abilities look to be a little bit better than Randall's. We'll see what happens when he gets to the league. And, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you get quicker, stronger, taller guys against them, running them out, running them off the three-point line. We'll mm-hmm. see how that how that works with him. But, but I think between the two, I, w- I would go with Denny. It's, all right. I'm still, I'm still debating that. Yeah. And Spencer swayed me, uh, Spencer swayed me a lot. I'll mm-hmm. say that. He he had me really start to rethink things. So I'm going to go into I'm going to go into that a little bit deep before I have my full on definitive answer because I was definitely um, Obi yeah for a while mm-hmm. um, because I seen the tape on him he looked really good and I, I just seen him like really being able to kind of uh, contribute right away on the offensive end like it didn't seem like a, at least offensively yeah I know defensively there's gonna be some work I feel like he can get better in the post um, him. Not me able to close out on shooters like Spencer said is a big concern. Right. His and defensive, his defensive yeah, woes um are, are definitely what jump off the charts. Right. right. The defensive woes definitely is what jumps off the charts. Um, you know, I, I definitely it's agree. It's just what what can be fixed and what can't. Is right. The question. What can be fixed? Let, let's hear from Jay from Florida. Um Jay answered the way in on the question, man. If if we're at six I know you're not picking Halliburton, but if it's Denny and Obi, <laughs> where, where would you go if you pick it six? No way. No way I'm picking Halliburton. <laughs> I know I that. I was looking at Knox Hiccup. I was looking at Knox Hiccup. I was looking at Knox Hiccup. Knox Hiccup is so trash, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, come on, like man. like a on top of his head. Come on. Oh, my God. Off, go with the Caesar. Go with the high top like he had. I think that's the problem. His haircut, bro. Terrible. <laughs> anyway, I've been watching tape, man, because you know we all locked down. Yesterday we were watching the 99 mix, right? Mm-hmm. What did we have during 99? We had wings. Yeah. Two super elite wings spreeing. And fire, we had fire and ice, man. Fire and ice. Yep. To me, Isaac Okoro from Auburn is who I'm picking. I've been looking at tape all week. Mm. That kid got a lot of fire. He plays like Westbrook. He plays like Spree. And then RJ at a two and a three, you might have something. If you look at, at Schmidt and the boys from ESPN, they had him at three going to Atlanta. So he's moving up. That's the way you need to look at. If we don't get a guard, we got to look at Isaac Okoro, man. He might be the one to pair RJ for the next 10 years and bring back the Spree and the H2O. And we back in the game, fellas. Okay. What do you say he wanted? He wanted Isaac Okoro. You're talking about at six, right? Or or just period? Is is that at the number? Six. Maybe at six. Get him at six. 
Okay. How about what about your boy Cole Anthony, man? Your boy Cole Anthony said he'd love to be a Nick, man. What's up with that? Yeah, because you know I'm all about the chuckers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cole, I'm cool with Cole because Cole might he might put he might score thirty in the garden on, on ten for forty five, but I'm cool with that. You cool? You cool with shooting twenty percent? I want to come in the garden, light it up, bro. I don't care about the, the efficiency. There's <laughs> no Halliburton, no Denny. I'm not doing Denny. I'm sorry. I was looking at Denny doing some one on one workouts. No, bro, he's not Luca. He's not. You just don't got it to me, man. It got to be Isaac Okoro. It got to be Cole. It got to be Lamelo, Anthony Edwards, or bust. That's it. That's what I'm going for, bro. Okay. Or bust. Or bust. That's it, man. All right, Jay. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, see, man. You see my comment right there? Bring him home. You see that? You see I'm up there? Oh, that, wait, wait, wait. This, oh, this is you. Home? Justified Jay baby. right here. Justified oh, Jay okay. on Instagram. All right. <laughs> there we go. So you, okay. All right. I was just making sure you didn't miss it, man. <laughs> just, just, making, just making sure you didn't miss it. Appreciate it, bro. All right. Bye, buddy. All right. Be bored. <laughs> <laughs> Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. A um, couple super chats came in, Jails. We got um, Mr. Ajama9 says, do we have time to wait for Knox? I mean, yeah. I mean, how much time do we have? We rebuilding right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Certain yeah. guys, like like I said, we don't really have time for DSJ because we already have man guards in the depth chart, and we're probably going to get more coming up in the draft. Um, Knox, they're going to decide whether or not they're going to they're going to extend him. He's on a he, he's DSJ is closer free agency than Knox, right? Knox is one year behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still going to have to earn his minutes. I understand that, but to say we don't have time, we got we got time for him. He's twenty years old, bro. He is twenty years old, but um, there could be there could be uh, some some competition coming. You don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that's that. The, I, but I think I, I just feel like the competition from the guard spot is going to be much more. Oh, um, yeah. you know, pre- pressing in terms of making decisions. You know, we we have to weigh too many guys. We got Frank. You got DSJ. You got to figure out Peyton. You have to figure mm-hmm. out ISO. But ISO, they probably let walk. I feel you, but you know what it is too. I'm because you're looking at Iggy in the G League. Oh, true. Yeah, you're looking at Iggy in the G League, and he was lighting it up. Um, he was hitting double di- double digits, getting double digit rebounds, hitting threes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, turnover, post ups from left shoulder, right shoulder, and you're like, oh, okay, well maybe you can do that in in, in the NBA. We'll see what happens. So that's like the little sleeper competition that Knox might have next season. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if he's able to hit shots, and he's already ahead of Knox, you know, as far as uh, just I. NBA IQ, mm-hmm. and that's that's another little sneaky competition that knocks ass. <laughs> yeah, you, you you might be right, man. Might be right. You know, it it, it takes me back to um, our guest Jack Pilgrim from Kentucky Sports Radio that we have when we were talking about the Kentucky guys, and you know, he his um, observations were kind of similar. You know, saying that Knox kind of struggled to really find his role in his first year so much that he was considering coming back for a second year. They played him at the two some in Kentucky. So yeah, so now we know that Fizz wasn't the first player, right? Right. So Cal, it started with Cal. <laughs> Cal had issues trying to figure out Knox's fit. So you know, c- combine that with the, with how young he is. I don't know. I I, I just think uh, we got to give this kid some t- more time to figure out, figure himself out. Sure. Yeah. 
You know, we got to give him some more time to figure himself out. Uh, more Super Chats. Kaiser Sose 718. He says, play all the young guys next year. Keep Knox. Get rid of bum vets. Okay. All right. All right. JJ <laughs> Hand said, we need to trade Knox for a top 20 pick. JJ, I don't think you're going to get that type of deal. <laughs> I don't I don't think this. Yeah. I don't top think this is a top 20 pick, pick type team. <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, I don't think they call it for like that, JJ. But <laughs> if you could, hey. I guess you would have to pull it. Uh, what? Michael, what'd you say? I was saying, in what league? Yeah. <laughs> Top 20 G League? Yeah, right, right. Um, Michael Parker in the chat, he says, uh, once Knox is traded, Iggy can get his minutes. Knox should have spent time in a G League, play management. Either way, his ship has sailed. So Michael Parker's not, he's not buying that time. You know, mm. to answer the first guy. Again, JLs, he's looking, he's going to be looking at his third coach in three seasons, bro. Yeesh. Third, Count Yeesh. Calipari, that's four. Yeesh. In four years, a new voice, a new system, a new style, new players probably. I don't know how many this offseason, but mm. not making excuses for him, but that, I'm just putting it out there of what could potentially be impacting this kid's growth and development. Everybody's different. Everybody reacts to it differently. But um, yeah, new coach, new role, new everything. New everything. Everybody's gone through. All the young guys have pretty much gone through. The only person who's really had some sort of semi stability mm-hmm. is Mitch Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. That's yeah. it. That's it. True, true story. Um, Mr. Chama says Knox, Randall for Gary Harris or Levine. I don't know if you get that off. There is no way. What do they think? <laughs> They must think we have Masai Ujiri on his team. <laughs> hey, hey, don't di- don't discredit Leon Rose's ability for the swindle, man. All right, man. Yeah, this- you know, Gary Harris would be a nice pickup. He's a good defender too, man. Gary yeah, Harris, but Knox and who? Yeah, not man. not not straight up. Nah, it's not <laughs> not gonna happen. Not gonna happen, man. But Gary Gary Harris, I'd be interested in Levine. Hey, he stepped it up. I mean, score numbers are there. Definitely stepped it up. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, not, yeah, is he a Randall? Is he you know, a Randall? Empty stats. Yeah, he definitely. He never. How old is he? Too. He's definitely some guy. You know, he, he's better than anything we have. Yeah, for age. sure. That that's not saying too much, though, Jails. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Bad book one in the chat. He's 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 a he's a shy town fan. Um, Zach Levine's twenty five. Jails. Zach Levine. Bad book one in the chat. What what was your thoughts on Zach Levine this year? 25 and four. Put up up good numbers, bro. 25 and four. Oh, no. What was the shooting percentage this year? Let's see. 45%, 38 from three, 80% from the free throw line, Jails. Yeah, better than anything we have on the scene. Yes, (laughs) yes. Better than everything we have on the scene. This is like... uh, yeah, I'm not. It's like what do we? What, I think we had this conversation before. I feel like this is like a deja vu moment about Zach. Yeah, we did. We we did. Uh, I was just throwing it out there, but yeah, we did have the the Levine conversation. Um, next super chat, Kaiser so says, "Why would we want to get rid of a top ten draft pick only two years later? Two years he didn't even play last year." Um, well, for one, because we are Knicks fans. <laughs> Don't forget that patience. That's some Knicks stuff. Patience is not a virtue here. Let's just be real. <laughs> And um, he did play a lot last year, JLC. He averaged 28 minutes a game last year. So he, he did play a lot. Um, 
Obviously, the numbers weren't there. But I agree. I agree with him wholeheartedly. We got to have patience for this kid. He's 20 years old. Let's give, let's give him some time to figure it out. Man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, yo, someone who got somebody got mad at me for uh, wanting to trade Knox for, I think, marketing. Mm. I think, yeah, somebody got mad. He's like, why would you trade? We, we need wings. We need wings. Like, yeah, we need wings. That's why we have RJ. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. Um, I was trying to get RJ. I'm trying, I was thinking about the wings too. I'm trying to give RJ space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking now. Like it, it'd be it'll be easier to make that decision if he's further along, mm-hmm. but he's still if if I end up moving Knox for Lord for marketing, they both got drafted in the same year. They're both young. So to me, you know, that's not like such a bad you know that wouldn't be a bad trade. Depending on yeah. I mean, depending on the rest of the parameters, but that would right, be right. Yeah, I, I think I said Knox in maybe a second. That's what I'm thinking. But as who, who if you could get that for marketing, I would do that. Yeah, I, I think that's what I said. Yeah. Yes. Did I say that? <laughs> I, I, I would definitely do that. Yeah, exactly. If he's more proven, so I, I, I would definitely. Do I got killed for that, but who cares? Yeah, <laughs> makes sense to me. Um, let's see. Bad book one. Salute to bad book one in the chat. Um, he says salute to all Knicks fans. I'm getting ready for the last dance. Just found out his mom has coronavirus. Um, please stay Damn. safe and thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, salute to bad book one, man. Def- definitely. I'm um, sorry to hear that. Hope that your mom has a speedy recovery. Definitely stay safe. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a tough thing, man. Tough, tough thing. Like I said, we we all kind of dealing with it, you know, either directly or through six degrees of separation. So uh, we know J, uh, JJ from Brooklyn is on passed away as well. So yeah, salute. Yeah, yeah a lot of Knicks fans are uh, nurses too. Shout out to all the Knicks fans out here that are nurses. Yeah. Um, a lot of family members are sick in the hospital pass. So shout out to every shout out to all the, all the essential workers, grocery grocery people. Everybody, man. Everybody going through it, man. Everybody putting their putting their lives out there on the line, man. We appreciate you, man. Um, back to the phone, Jails. Let's go to Jay Boogie from North Carolina. He wants to talk about the sixth pick. Jay, how you feeling, man? Hello? Hello? Hey, how you doing, bro? What's good? I'm good, man. How y'all doing, man? Everybody staying healthy and safe, man? Yeah, trying. Man. Trying to, man. It's, it's good to see y'all, man. It's good to see y'all, man. Warming up to the last dance, man. You know I'm getting ready for Mike. Yes, sir. Hey, yo, some of that situation with Kevin Knox, too, man, mm-hmm. is it comes along with us not having the type assistant coaches that could develop players on that bench, too. So we can't put all the blame on Kevin Knox. Some of it, we can. But when it comes to that sixth pick, if Young 50 is on that board, I'm grabbing him. That's J. Cole. (laughs) Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, all right. All right. For real, for real. All right. But I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all another scenario that everybody's sleeping on with the 27th pick. Mm-hmm. That boy Jamarius Ramsey down there in Texas Tech. Mm. Y'all need to check his footage. I okay. told y'all about that boy quickly in Kentucky, and y'all was unsure. A week later, he was SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, hey, listen, quickly could shoot it, so, man. You know what I'm saying? Quick, quickly could could definitely shoot it. He could be a potential target in the in the six. I mean, in the second round. 
Um, Ramsey, we got to check out. That's what I'm out. talking about. That's yeah. the one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. All Anthony, right. Ramsey, quickly. Straight like that, J.O.'s. Anthony, Ramsey. Straight like that, man. <laughs> hey, yo, but. Go ahead, Jay. Y'all continue on staying healthy, doing what y'all do, man. As soon as I hang up, man, I'm going to pass that cash app off. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. it, Jay. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, Jay's, Jay's, Jay's been holding us down, man. Appreciate the donations, Jay, and uh, to everybody yeah. that's been su- um, su- uh, supporting us with the, with the um, donations, super chats, cash apps, we definitely appreciate all of that. Yeah. Um, definitely goes to paying some some overhead and, and keeping the lights on. So we definitely appreciate everybody supporting the movement, man. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format as well. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Amazon Alexa and Stitcher. So if you can't catch us on YouTube, you can catch us on any of those platforms. If you're on uh, Apple, if you're an Apple Podcast, iTunes listener, if you guys can leave us a review, it would definitely go a long way. So we so we definitely appreciate that. Um, I've been hearing um, Ramsey's name a lot too, Jails. Uh, Jamarius okay. Ramsey from Texas Tech. I got to take a look at him. I, I'm not even going to front like um, I, I see much of his game. And he mentioned quickly, you know, quickly shot damn near fifty percent from three for Kentucky. Pretty good, you know, pr- pretty good. He 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 reminds me of a Lou Will type, and we have okay. that on the team. Park plug off the bench, yeah, right? Yeah. We we have that on the team. I mean, I think he's I think he's just an undersized two guard, really. Um, and, and quickly. Yeah, it's like, oh man, do you really want an undersized two card? We could have traded from a league monk if that was the case. Yeah. Right? Hey, we got yeah. Isozo. Why not give Isozo a little exactly. uh, extended look? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. And to uh, and to his point too about the trainers. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Knicks got a bunch of development um assistants on the team. That was the plan when they got him here. I guess the, the the real question is what is development and how long does it take? Because we got um let's see a lot of the guys that we got that we drafted were drafted with the um notion that they will all be projects. Like for, for, when we first got Frank, mm-hmm. everybody was everybody was saying, at least I was saying, that's going to be a three. Like what I was saying about the training, we supposedly we got a lot of like uh, development guys on his staff, staff from Mike Miller uh, on down, Lou from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a lot of those guys, but I guess the question is like how how long does it take to really develop these guys? Because a lot of these guys that we took were were uh, seen as projects, even though they were drafted in. In the top ten, Frank Lukina was seen as a three-year project in my three to four years. Same thing with Kevin Knox. So, I mean, I've, people kind of had to expect a slow start from these guys, and maybe they are being developed, and it's incremental. And we, like you said before, we just have to be a little bit more patient to, to see results. Got to be patient, man. Uh, development ain't linear, man. You know, as they say, development is not linear. And listen, we, 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 this is this is not to say that Kevin Knox is going to turn into a steady rotation player. It's not to say not that he's going to turn either. into an all-star. It's not going to say nothing. It's to not say, do we have the patience to stick it through and and see what he can become? That's right. what it. That's what it's about. Right. Um, again, he's not these players. But if you look at Paul George, if you look at the freak, if you look at Siakam, None of those guys was just coming out gangbusters, man. It took those guys a while to come around and, and figure out um, who they really were in this league. And, and like you said, some of it's on the development and some of, it, some of it is on the player. The bottom line is the Knicks should be um, in the position to stick this thing through. 
and see what happens. Now, to Jay from Florida's point, if you go out and get an Okoro, you know, maybe maybe that, that pushes Knox out of things. If you think about an Okoro, you think about a, a, um, a Iggy as well. Mm-hmm. Now you could, things could change. You go out and go get a, a three and D wing early in the draft, things could change. This whole conversation could be, could be moot. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So again, True. just something, something to think about. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Had a bit of technical difficulties with the stream, but we are back up and running. We got um closing in on four hundred on on YouTube. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So to everybody watching on Facebook, we see you guys as well. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP from the Knicks Fan TV here, and this episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They work with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, I'm always in the market for supplements that are both clean and give you a good performance. And what I like about Ladder is I'll take a pre-workout shake. And it'll give you like a nice energy going into it. You get your workouts in, but it doesn't give you that hangover effect like a lot of the other supplements do. And then after my workout, I'll take a whey protein shake, either like vanilla or chocolate. And what I like about the protein shakes are they don't give you that aftertaste that a lot of the other shakes do. So you can actually mix it with water or I typically mix it with like a smoothie, a berry smoothie or a green smoothie. And it goes down right. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock the best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use this code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off at ladder.sport. Peace. Um, Let's take a couple phone calls. Uh, Ace of Spade in the chat says, those players you mentioned had more structure in a stable coaching situation. I got to go back and see. Um, I know Paul George, you had Vogel and you had Nick Millen. Sure. Raptors, definitely sure. In the case of um, Siakam, the Bucks, they had Jason Kidd. They gave they give some credit to Jason Kidd for unleashing the freak. Now you have mm-hmm. um, now you have Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. I believe there may have been one more coach prior to Kidd on the but Was it Del Negro? Was a freak day when Del Negro's Del Negro's coaching so. the books? I gotta go back and think, but anyway, you know, not not important, but um, fair fair points, fair points. Stability is also important. Yes, um, it is when, very when important. Talking about development as well. Very important. It helps yeah, that you have talent too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for fair points, man. Um, let's go to Hans in the Bronx. Hans, how you feeling, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Big fan of the show. Been watching since uh, twenty eighteen. Some of you. Oh, respect, man. Damn, okay. yeah. He's been an OG. He's an OG right. fan, Jails. Appreciate salute, it, bro. OG. Yeah. Love the show. Love the show. Um, I wanted to talk about the sixth pick, but since we're on the topic of Knox, uh, Knox's situation in New York has been very unusual. Uh, he's had like three, four coaches. Uh, I think it's Leon Rose's responsibility to surround the young players with coaches and Coaches, shooting coaches, everything that a functional franchise like the Utah Jazz or the Raptors has. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That, that was one of the questions um, 
that that you know people had in terms this year in terms of it is the Knicks development staff adequate right they you have other teams like the Sixers like the Raptors who have you know 10 to 13 people who have roles that are just specific to to development so is it enough is it adequate I can't tell you whether it is or it isn't we just see that on the product on the court mm-hmm. doesn't look like it so far but we'll see and time will tell Time will definitely tell. Yeah, we picked them as a project. We we picked them as a project, understanding that. But it's been very, like, in my eyes, it's been very disappointing him watching on the court with the effort and yeah. the shooting percentages going out. It, it's very discouraging. But, yeah. you know, it's New York. It's very tough to play in New York. It's tough. It's yeah, tough, man. man. And, and if he's reading his Twitter and Instagram, it ain't going to get no better, buddy. So no, you better sir. stay off that and, and, and stay no, on the sir. Fortnites because – it's, it's getting hot. But yeah, listen, Dales, we know people question the heart, question the motor. That is certainly not there right now. That we can say um, it's not there consistently, consistently, but it goes back to my point of getting him more opportunities to get involved in the offense, establishing him more as a playmaker, right? We ran these numbers earlier um, last year, 224 possessions as the lead pick and roll ball handler. This year, 86 get him more involved, get him more active in the offense so that he can get his confidence up. And then the shooting, which we all know, we all see that his, his form can be good. Something there. It'll come, it'll all come around. We got what, what I'm trying to say, get him in a better rhythm. Yeah. Don't just have him sitting up. in the corner as your catch and shoot guy, which is what he was basically relegated to this year. Um, get him more involved in the, in the, in the offense. Yeah, yeah, maybe more second unit stuff. I don't know. I don't know because with RJ here, uh, yeah. I'm going with RJ over Knox for sure. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Julius Randle, uh, mm, I can move him if I want. Uh, depending on what point guard we have, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Frank is here, then maybe you give Knox more touches. If, if Frank is in the lineup, if, if Alfred is here, I don't know. Like it gets tricky. So. It's all about lineups. It's all about opportunities. And will, will he get it later? I'm not sure. Not, not too I'm sure. Not sure. I, I will say this. Uh, shout out to Macri. Uh, he's been saying that the reason why he's not down on the kid is because he puts in a lot of work. He does. Uh, he does. Out, off the court. And we saw some of the some of the he saw some of the benefits being reached by the defense he played because of the work he's putting put in. Mm-hmm. So. He's a hardworking kid. Hopefully, all the hard work pays off, and we'll see if he's still here when the hard work actually does pay off. T- t- time will tell, man. Um, so to B.I. Wells, sends us a super chat. He says he's about to watch The Last Dance. Salute to Brett. I see you. Uh, salute to Straight Shine. Sends us a $2 super chat as well. And we got Ralphie Hyman Miller sends us a super chat. JLs Ralphie says, um, big fan of the show. Huge Knicks fan. Don't give up on Knox. Uh, he was stroking it in the beginning of the season. He got more shots uh, when it w- got more shots than went down with a lack, lack of confidence. So uh, Ralphie is in the Knox camp. Okay. Okay. Salute to Ralphie and, and thanks for supporting us. All right. Next call. In the background. Knox T. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Knox T's um, in the Nick of Time show. Merch. Mm-hmm. Get your merch. Um, Johnny from the Bronx, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you feeling, bro? Yeah, I don't like the Knicks hate, man. I think Knox is good. You just got to compare him to Greek Freak, man. You got to give him time and him grow. I'm tired of the Knicks trading all the young players, man. We've been training for years. 
Yeah, I, I agree with we you, man. We traded Shannon We traded Yvonne Shumpert. We traded with David Lee. I'm tired of training young players, man. We got to let them grow. Okay. Nice. Appreciate the call, man. Listen, you you, pre, you preach it to the choir, man. We gotta gotta have patience for our young guys. Definitely. Who's gonna break the 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 Charlie the curse. Ward curse? The curse of Charlie Ward, Jay Ellis. Woo. I think it's gonna be Frank. It might, it might. It's a chance. I think it's gonna be Frank, and the it's Frank haters are not gonna be happy Ooh, about it. That's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. if that happens. I think it's gonna be Frank. Um, Ian Begley came out this week in his mailbag and said that um. Obviously, we knew that the Knicks were actively shopping Frank over the past two off seasons and trade deadlines. Now he doesn't think that's the case right now, mm-hmm. and so I think Frank will get a deal, man. I think Frank will be the first rookie since Charlie Ward, JL, to get yep. a second contract with hmm. the Knicks. Break draft the curse. Pick. Draft pick, first drafted. Break the curse. Break, Break the curse. The curse. Yeah. That might be the first one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Mitch doesn't count, does he? Does Mitch count? Um, Mitch was second rounded. Yeah, he was. He was drafted. I think ISO's the one that doesn't count because technically okay, ISO's, ISO's on his count. second deal, but he went undrafted. Okay. So we're talking about straight draft. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Oh, super chat too uh, from Mango Man it says Iggy six six Knox should play power forward anyways. Keep both. Yeah, well, I think the 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 challenge with Knox is is he gonna be fast enough to keep up with the threes? Is he gonna be strong enough to keep up with some fours? It you know what is the ideal matchup for him to keep him on the court that doesn't hurt you defensively? Yeah, exactly. That's and that's that's the that's part of the the enigma. Why we, we don't he's not developed enough in any one section mm-hmm. to say this is where he belongs. He's yeah. going to definitely be effective here. Is going to be uh, some type of uh, uh, mismatch, no matter what position he plays in the NBA right now. Agreed, agreed. Um, let's hear from this guy, Jails. We haven't heard from him in a while. He goes by the name of Max from the Bronx. Max, welcome back to the show, Yo, man. Max. Yo, what's going on? What's going on, man? I, I got over this whole Corona thing, man. I got hit with it like oh. everybody else, man. Wow! So. Happy oh, to wow, see you back, man. man. Happy to see you back. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, I feel like I feel like everybody gonna get it at one some point. Yeah. There's nothing you really could do. You, you all you have to do is be near a person, and that's it. Yeah. And then that's all it takes, man. Hey, honest. man. Well, listen. You know, yeah, some good. some I'm people good. didn't make it out of it, so you know, be, be let's be thankful that uh, that you're here talking Knicks. Facts. Yeah, man. Yeah. So the thing with Knox is right. He looked fine his first year. Like he was, okay. he was to me, he was decent his first year. But the second year, they, they the Knicks always messed up development. That they brought in Morris and they brought in Randall, two people who need the ball mm-hmm. all the time. So mm-hmm. they basically relegated him to some catch and shoot guy. But he's not really like that. He can catch and shoot, but he can he can he can dribble the ball. He can make passes out the pick and roll. He can do. He could do a lot more than what he showed. He did improve on defense um, this year. I think he blocked a couple shots. Mm-hmm. But I think his whole thing is he has to play. Yeah. And, and like, you just, just like you read that article um, about um, Julius Randle, how most of the players don't really vibe with him like that. Because he, when you see him do the stupid-ass spin move, 
and, and, and turn the ball over. Like you gotta, you gotta give your young players all the room to grow. You can have these veterans that need the ball all, all day long. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. You yeah, and listen, I, I think I think free agency um, messed up a lot of players, Jails. Um, a lot of them, we, we saw Dotson, we talked about um, ISO, we talked about um, Frank. You know, it, 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 it messed them up. It messed them up. And less, yes, you could argue the minutes should have been earned. But I think, again, with a team that's going absolutely nowhere, what is the long-term plan, even with the free agents that you brought in here, JLs? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and you know what, too? I think, like I, I was saying before, you can argue that, you know, he should have been getting minutes earlier. But um, definitely after the All-Star break, Marcus Moore is gone. I feel like a switch should have been hit. And Kevin Knox should have played a lot more at that time. You know what I mean? So at least a little bit more. Um, so I, I think that's the big thing to me. That's really the big thing to me. Now, I, I will say this. The people who actually earn their minutes, like Frank, towards the end of the year, it is more gratifying knowing, yo, I earn these minutes, and I and there's more, there is value in that because now, now it's, just, it's more like, hey, I belong more than this is a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's, but, man, I just wish that – I don't know. I just wish I, – I feel like Knox should have been given – the benefit of the doubt a little bit more. Needs and traffic. Yeah. Needs and was, traffic. And also personally, I feel like he has played badly, but I feel like there's a few spots where he actually played well. Yeah. And similar to what was with Frank, I feel like the coach kind of pulled them too early, even on some of those games when he's playing a little, when he's playing well. So mm. I think that was an issue as well. Yeah. And of course, the, the, the season ending fast didn't help anything. <laughs> I agree. I agree, man. Um, let's talk about the last dance real quick, Jails. We were coming up uh, eight minutes left before it starts. Um, is it okay to watch this as a Knicks fan <sighs> with glee? <laughs> how, do you, oh, how do you watch God. this as a Knicks fan? Do you do you watch it and say, "Oh, this is cool," or do you watch it and say, "Damn, this is painful"? Like, how do you watch the the last dance as a Knicks fan, man? What do you think? All right. Before I even answer that question, CP, let me just get into my history. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, um, I back in the day, right? I was I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Patrick Hugh and all that other stuff. Everybody was rocking Jordans. I condemned everybody who rocked Jordans around me <laughs> when I was growing up. I was like, "How dare you? Where are you?" Used? <laughs> that's what that's what it was. That was the temperature back then. All right. Now, the wounds have healed a little bit. I actually purchased like a Jordan like uh, drawstring backpack three years ago because it was good quality. Okay, all right. <laughs> so as of now today, uh, in April 2020, I am more willing to sit there and enjoy the ride because the pain is healed. You know, it's kind of like an old ex girlfriend. You kind of you're over it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you moved on. That's my new and you're you glad she's doing okay, sort of. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. That's where I'm in right now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it might be a little bit painful, but because it's on tape, but I, yeah, you, you can enjoy, you know, a little bit of what happened, and you can also enjoy that little move from Alan Houston. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. I mean, I, I think I look at it the same way. I, I think, well, number one, this 
particular documentary really focuses on their last year together because yeah. it was nine seven nine eight, and despite them still being on top of their game, management was was going to dismantle that team no matter what. And, and, and so you know, I look at it like I'm over the disappointment and the heartache. Listen, we went we went twenty six and sixty one against that team, bro. In Jordan's time, that's damn near seventy five percent losing percentage. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right? We he kept us in a ring, man. <laughs> you know, it was it was a heated rivalry, but they always got the best of us. They always kicked our ass, JLS. We had our chances, though. We had our yeah, chances. Eighty nine, the bomb squad year. We were the two seed in the East. Bulls were the six seed. They took out the Cavs, which were the three seed. That was on the shot. Jordan over Elo. Mm-hmm. Then they came to MSG. We had home court advantage. We lost in six. Jordan averaged thirty five and ten. Then you mm-hmm. had then you had nine two nine three series. A lot of people look at that series as a Charles Smith series. But remember, we also had home court advantage in that series. The Knicks won sixty games in that year. That nine mm-hmm. two team was known yeah. as one of the best teams to never win it. Woo. They Jeez, won the man. Atlantic, won 60 games, JLS, had home court advantage. Not only that, they won the first two games mm. and lost. They won the first two games against the Bulls. They lost the third game by 20 points in a game where Jordan didn't even have a great game. Check these stats, JLS. He went. He still scored 22 points. He, he went three for 18 from the field. But he, mm. but he, but he made up his points on the free throw line. Sixteen and seventeen from the free throw line. Scores, and we lost man, that game man. by twenty points, bro. Oh, that was a time people com- people complain about the the foul calls LeBron gets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, MJ, oh was, he was day. living at the line, bro. You haven't seen anything. He was living at the line, bro. You you thought the you think LeBron has preferred teammates? Yeah. Watch those old Jordan games and how if if the assistant coach breathes on Jordan, he's getting that fast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was funny because I was listening to the Woj podcast where you had Patrick Ewing and, and Van Gundy on. And Van Gundy talked about that. He, he he talked about it. He gave a story where he was talking to an NBA official like during a break of one of their playoff series. And, he, and the official was like, yeah, you know, talking about basically how Jordan and Phil Jackson used to always try to work the refs. Always trying to work the refs and soften them up to, mm. to get the favorable calls. So. Um, definitely right on that. So we had our chances though. 88, we had our chances. Uh, 92, 93, we definitely had our chance. Obviously 94, we got the best of them, but he wasn't there. Yeah. Does it count? I I mean, I'll take it. I'll (laughs) take it, but it's kind of just like, that's how I look at it. Like, damn, like when we really beat him when it counted, he wasn't there, but you know, it, it just is what it is. And then obviously, obviously when they leave again, when he leaves again, nine, seven, nine, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to the finals in nine eight nine nine. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was that's how I remember Jordan. Then, yeah. It's, without him, we would have had at least two chips. Yeah, man, he stopped a lot of chips. He stopped a lot of chips. We should have had at least two. Um, you know, you got to respect the greatness of of, of his anus, respect the greatness of the team, mm-hmm. and what they accomplished. And yeah, that that that's just it, man. It's shared dominance, shared, shared dominance, man. But you know, you watching? Yeah, I'll be watching. I'm gonna go watch. I'm about to go watch in a little bit, man. I, I can't okay. not watch. You know, I did that. That's history. 
It's history yeah. of our game, regardless of of you know where we came out of it. Obviously, we came out with a lot of L's. But you know what? Yesterday was a great day for the for the Knicks and the fan base. Man, they ran through the whole nine nine run on MSG yeah. Classics yesterday. Man, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It was good. It was good, man. It, it, they started with um, Knicks versus Pacers. Uh, a pivotal regular season game that that really positioned the Knicks to make the playoffs. You know they were teetering on the brink. Van Gundy's job was at stake. The team was was really battling to try to make the playoffs, so they had that. And then they had um, then they did Knicks versus Miami, the Houston shot. Shot. <laughs> they, they did the Houston shot. Then they did uh, Knicks Pacers game three at the Garden, the mm. LJ shot. Oh yeah. Then they did. Game six, which was the closeout and and clinching um, to make it to the finals, and then that was it, Jails. That that was all the programming for the night. We didn't need to see the finals. We know what happened. They just gave you the good news, and, and that was that was it, man. So, yeah, yesterday was a good day, man. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Viewing yes. is healthy. Yeah, that maybe, was it. maybe. <laughs> well, two things: nine six nine seven. We missed the chance to get at them. Um, with the brawl, the NBA and the Heat screwed us. Oh yes, because we ended up losing to the Heat when Van Gundy almost got ducked. Yeah, by, uh, yeah. By Camby, that was the illest. That was the illest bunch punch that never connected. Yeah, <laughs> facts, facts. Yo, cause dude caught back so far, mm-hmm. and he had here, and he already has like a six eleven reach, seven foot reach. So that cock back is not a regular cock back. No, <laughs> Cam Camby's haymaker would have would have. Thrown Van Gundy through the earth, <laughs> through the earth. It would have been a Mortal Kombat oh style God. fatality, bro. Lord, that connect that would be some Dragon Ball Z status. Yeah. It, it, it would have been like a, a Street Fighter all time. He would he might have split him in half, bro. He might have split Van Gundy in half with that haymaker. Oh man. Um. So you had nine six nine seven. Ultimately, we lose to the Heat because of the brawl, and then nine seven nine eight. That's when Andrew Lang. Cheap shots, Ewing, he breaks his wrist, mm. comes back too late. They had trouble really getting him integrated back into the swing of things, and they, they get rocked. They get washed by the Pacers, I think, 4-1. I think they, they lose in five. And so we missed two more opportunities to, to really get at the Bulls with teams that, you know, maybe could have had a stronger effort. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, man. It's like, ah. Uh, yeah. The brawl, the... the, the and that's back in the days too, when you hear stories about those guys in the nineties, they'll come in there and hurt you on purpose. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that was the goal. Hell yeah. Your goal was to hurt you on purpose, and if they knew you had a bad knee, bad wrist, whatever, oh, they were going right at it. Right at it. Yeah. Hit it. Hit it by hit it by accident. On they, purpose. they were going right at it, man. Um, <laughs> let, let's take two more quick phone calls. Quinn from Baltimore. He wants to talk about the documentary and James Wiseman. Quinn, how you doing, bro? Hey, what's up, y'all? How you doing, man? What's going on? Yo, first of all, I'd like to say I grew up, I'm 40 years old. I grew up with all the, the Knicks stuff, you know what I mean? I grew up through the heartbreak, the good playoff years. We never won. All y'all trying to watch that new Jordan documentary should be ashamed of yourself. Bet <laughs> <laughs> all of that, y'all. Bet <laughs> 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 I grew up in Yonkers, New York, yo. All of y'all New York fans, yo, dead all of that. 
Hey, I'll tell you all that, sir. He, he, hey, he kept it a buck. Uh, Quincy, I, I, listen. I, I can't he, be mad. I can't be mad at that. Quinn, I, I can't be mad at that, bro. I can't be mad at that at all, man. Dead all of that. Yo, I, yo, yo, I was young. I was, I was, uh, I forgot what age I was. I'm 40 years old right now. Mm. In 94, how old was I? Born in 1979. Oh, you got to do yo, that. I know I felt like crying. Yeah. And my sister was like, yo, no, nah, it's just a game. Don't worry about it. I was like, shut up. It was just no game. <laughs> Born is life, man. This is life. This ain't a Born game. Born life. Man. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I'm not even going to talk about all of that. You know, yeah, what, right. what, I, what I really wanted to call was, y'all got me hyped with all of that. I understand. Uh, uh, we're not going to get LaMelo Ball. Why not? But what is the what is the realistic option in the draft pick for the Knicks? I think it's whatever the lottery. Let's, and let's I'll, get to I'll the lottery on the, first. On the other side. Let, let's get to the lottery first, Quinn. You know, JLs? Yeah, we got to win something. What's you realistic? What's realistic is the lottery. And again, another wild card is what will Golden State do? Let's say Golden State gets the first pick, and the Knicks get two or three. You know, LaMelo could still be there for the Knicks. Golden State is not going to pick LaMelo. Right? That we know. They're not going to pick LaMelo. Nah. The next team up, if it's Cleveland, do they pick LaMelo? No. I mean, they got Sexton, they got Garland there. You see them really picking LaMelo? I see Anthony Uh, Edwards. I I I can see them picking LaMelo. I can't see that. I I see them going Anthony Edwards first. They pick Gar... I mean, I'm not saying it's a definite, but they already picked Garland knowing they had... That's true. That's true. And it is Cleveland. You just don't know. Exactly. I still remember when Timberwolves kept picking point guards for like four years. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. They picked Johnny Flynn and Rubio in the same draft and skipped exactly. over Steph Curry. And everybody was like, <laughs> Yeah, like, they skipped they, they had Johnny Flynn and Rubio same draft and skipped over Steph, man. Yeah, you just, you just don't know. Um listen, if go again, in that scenario, if a Golden State uh um Cleveland Knicks say Knicks get third. I would think Golden State goes Wiseman, Cleveland goes Edwards, Knicks get Lamelo. Or unless unless Golden State trades out of one to a team that wants Lamelo. Yeah. So I could still I see. Really, it, I don't even see Wiseman going one. I don't see Wiseman going. Yeah, one. I don't know. Depends on how high um, you know Golden State or other teams are on. Maybe maybe I'm expecting Spencer and Jake. Yeah. Who both said they don't see Wiseman going one. They see more ten. Um, Jake, Jake, Jake thought he was. I mean, Spencer thought he was dropping. Yeah, Spencer thought he was dropping down. So, yeah, we, we shall see, man. We shall see. Um, let me let me shout out a couple more super chats before we roll. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Quinn kept it a buck, JLs. He said he said, "Damn that MJ documentary, man." Yo, I can't. I can't. Yo, that was me, though. That was me. That was my whole existence. He. I don't know what else is gonna be on. I mean, clearly he's watching us, so we appreciate it. But from from yeah. now until the end of the night, he's gonna be watching reruns or something, man. I don't know. Sanford and Son or something, bro. I, I mean, know. he's gonna be watching uh, old YouTube clips of Nick stuff. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, man. Or you can catch up on old content from the Nick of Time Show or Nick's Fan TV because we got plenty in the archives, man. You guys gotta make sure you catch up on the content, the draft episode. Episodes, uh, mm-hmm. the interviews, everything. Yep. Um, for me, if you click on your your eye icon at the top right, you'll see all the latest shows that we did. Click on those, and uh, yeah, man, our archives are definitely lit. JL's mm-hmm. good show, my dude. 
Alright, let's get out of here, man. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, no, Mitch? Mitch? What were you saying about Mitch? Did, did you want to talk Mitch or not? Um... I mean, the only thing about Mitch was really just that, that uh, you know, his high school coach was, was really complimentary of Mike Miller and the job that he was doing with him this year. He Well, well yeah, the thing about Mitch was that, um, you know, the coach complimented Miller, said that Miller was really working with Mitch on his handles and his jump shooting. And that was a topic that a lot of the fan base is waiting on. When is Mitch going to start taking jumpers? When is he going to start taking a mid-range of threes? From what you hear is that the... Miller even went down to, to to Louisiana to meet with Mitch. He was working with him in summer league two seasons ago. So it seems like they're, they're working with him on that part of his game, you know, contrary to what um, people may think. So I just think it's a matter of when do they trust him and when does he trust himself to go out there and let it fly? Yeah, that's the biggest thing I got from that article was... Cause you know you kind of thought like why isn't Mitch taking these shots? Why is the coaching staff for him? Is the coaching staff for him? Um, to me, if I felt like uh, Fizz was always the type of person to let to encourage you to shoot, yeah. So I was very surprised to see Mitch not shoot more more specifically when Fizz was because he was making Enos Kansas shoot. True, you know, Fizz, <laughs> true, true story. Fizz was. Allowing guys to stretch, obviously Randall, he was definitely allowing guys to stretch their game. So, good point. Good point. Why, why didn't we see that with Mitch either? Yeah, and then yeah. Court, and then we heard about him shooting in in high school. In the article, they talk about him shooting in high school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from the article, I guess I could, what I took from it is he's not. Um, maybe the coaching staff is telling him not to I think that's kind of what I got from the article yeah well right now his role is he's rim running you know he's the role guy he's a dive man on the pick and rolls and everything so let's see let's see if if that expands you know yeah that and it seems like maybe Mike Miller is is what he says he is he's a development coach yeah yeah time will tell man time will tell well good show Jails let's definitely catch back up midweek uh, with the, with the fan base, and um, for those of you who who missed out on the calls, definitely call back later this week when we go back up. Um, JL, let's go ahead and close out, man. Man, salute, salute to everybody watching on the Nick and Tom show. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you not have not subscribed, subscribe to YouTube.com/slash Nick and Tom Show. Also, you can watch all the old episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all these uh all these podcast platforms. Check out old episodes of the Nick. Get the dub that is the Nicket Time Show. You can also get some merch. Might be a little slower than usual because of the, 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 the Roni, but um, <laughs> you can still get merch. Uh, we got Kevin Knox merch, Franklin Kina, RJ Barrett, Mitch Tease. Uh, if you didn't know, I draw illustration art school eight years. Shirts are made by your boy J. Ellis who got those. So if you want at the Nicket Time Show.com, we can get those merches and merches and read the articles. That is all. Back to you, CP. Sure, good show, JLs. And um, so to you guys once again, everybody who came through to chop it up with us, almost 400 people, man. There's no basketball. Uh, you know, it's kind of kind of a, a, a tough time going on. So we definitely appreciate everybody giving us their attention, giving us their time. Once again, please share these videos. If you want to support us, you saw the Super Chats coming in. You could also send them a PayPal, a Cash App, Venmo, whatever the case may be. All the links are down below. 
But mm-hmm. if not, we know times are tough, and, and we understand that. Uh, by no means are you expected to donate, but you could do these three things. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell and share these videos. Those three things go a long way in promoting the show. Brings more people in, more viewers in, more people on the phone like Quinn. Quinn from Baltimore. I like Quinn, JLS. He kept it a book. He said, forget, buck, that. He said forget that MJ documentary, Yo, man. I'm watching that Reruns me. of the Wire. You that was me, I mean? man. That used to be me for like 20 years, though. Yeah. I broke like five years ago. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I like that, man. You know? He said, get off your high horse, man. I'm watching yeah. the Wire today. You know? I got to respect that. I forgot who I was. I forgot who I was. That's I it. That's it, man. Um, so anyway, definitely Bad Book 1. Definitely want to everybody in the chat. Definitely chat out Bad Book 1. Uh, speedy recovery to um, your mom as well. Pranav, I appreciate it. Michael Parker, number one fan of the show. Appreciate it. John Talento, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Ricardo, Brian, Pranav, Alexi, infamous New King, appreciate it. Who oh, you want to shout out, Jails? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our guy, Fritz Alexander. Alexander. Uh, shout out to Moise Perez. Says he likes Miller. Shout out to my guy, Will from LI. Always represent. Shout out to you as well. It's my John Talento. Yeah, John Talento. Be chat hopping. Mars Jetson, he's over here with his boy Elroy and him. And T Money, shout out to T Money. Yeah. And Craig Williams, too. Craig, Craig Williams, appreciate Craig Williams. it. Um, everybody be safe. Check out some of the old content. If you're not going to watch The Last Dance tonight, be sure to check out my interview with Gerald Brown. Had some crazy untold stories um, from the early, early uh, Knicks versus Jordan days, Knicks versus Celtics. Definitely check out that interview. Let me know what you think. And we'll catch up with you guys later on this week, man. Have a good one, people. Peace. Mm-hmm.